Welcome to Teach Outdoors, the podcast that brings you inspiration and ideas for taking your teaching outside. Together, we'll explore the benefits of learning outside the classroom, share tips and tricks for successful outdoor teaching, and hear from educators who are making a difference in the lives of their students through outdoor experiences. Join us as we dive into the world of teaching outdoors and discover new ways to engage and inspire the next generation. I'm Lauren McLean, mother of two young ones, author of Me and My Sit Spot, teacher, and outdoor classroom enthusiast. I'm grateful to be living, learning, playing, and raising my family on the traditional and unceded lands, waters, and skies of the Quiquitlam First Peoples. Hi everyone, we have a great episode for you today. It's all about seasonal changes. As George Santana once said, to be interested in the changing seasons is a happier state of mind than to be hopelessly in love with spring. There's a lot to be said about that kind of growth mindset, so let's dig in. I know that teaching outdoors across diverse seasons and landscapes brings its own set of challenges, but adapting routines and shifting focus will help create a dynamic and enriching experience for both yourself and the students. I feel that embracing these various challenges allows for a continuous exploration which fosters a deeper connection with the natural world. Okay, let's dive into the flow of what our outdoor time looks like, and you'll soon see that there's a predictable routine of how this looks and sounds like. I know that most of us who are listening are teachers, educators, or homeschooling parents, and we all love a great picture book. I will start each season with an anchor book, which leads into a nature walk, which leads into a circle reflection, then into an activity, and of course, a closing circle with some prompts to encourage self-reflection. We are currently in the winter season right now, so I will be digging deep into our current explorations that weave together the transition from winter to spring. But I promise that at the end of this episode, I will also give some examples of seasonal changes for the other seasons as well. Now, last week, we started by reading the book Goodbye Winter, Hello Spring by Kennard Pack. We made personal connections to the book, as well as connections to other books that we have read inside the classroom. Then we went for a nature walk to look for signs of spring. Depending on the age of your students, you might need to brainstorm some ideas before heading out so that the learners can be more successful. I've also printed off some visuals to help learners who might be learning the English language or who are visual learners. These simple tools help every learner be more successful. After our nature walk, we meet in a circle to reflect on what we noticed, what connections we made with our classmates, and what we are wondering about. Like, did we notice anything on our nature walk that we're confused by or surprised by? For instance, last week we thought that we would see more buds coming out, but we didn't. It was really just the native plum plant that the buds were quite obvious. So some learners were wondering how much longer it would take for the other plants to start sprouting. This led to a great conversation about how we can estimate time and keep track of our daily observations. Now, this is a great example of emergent mathematics curriculum. We were estimating, we're doing data collection, and we're analyzing the data that we collect to make predictions. Now, our circle reflection 
we then made a plan to go investigate spring observations in our garden classroom. Now, to give you a verbal description of our garden classroom space, imagine six small to medium-sized metal, galvanized metal, garden beds that are on a small section of land between our staff parking lot and the school grounds. We are growing a variety of vegetables, like carrots and radishes, a couple of lettuce plants, herbs, and flowers, and well, despite our best efforts, a lot of weeds. <laughs> when we first entered our garden classroom space, we usually meet in a semicircle, or as our class calls it, a rainbow line. This helps every learner stand on the outside of the garden beds and everyone can visually see the garden beds. For our observations that day, we had clipboards, pencils, and a blank piece of paper. Now, as we stood in our rainbow line, instead of actually facing the garden beds, I had every learner have their back towards the garden beds. Then we drew a line down the middle of the paper, either top to bottom or side to side. It didn't matter the direction. It just mattered that we had two separate spaces. Now, because their backs are towards the garden bed, they're not directly looking at the gardens for the first step. So on one half of the paper, I'm asking all the learners to do a prediction of what they think they will see in the garden at that specific moment. So all the learners were busy drawing pictures of what they think the garden bed would look like, bridging into springtime. We're almost at springtime. So as many details as you can add, labels, some students even wrote sentences at the bottom. And after a few minutes, then we turned around. So now we can visually see the garden beds. Now we're going to draw our real life observations. We talked about how scientists do observational sketches. So you need to look at size, shape, the different lines. Now these drawings are real life. They're not imaginative drawings that we often do inside the classroom during journal time. So and now, again, on the other side of that paper, we're going to be doing our observational sketches. Now, after the students finished those sketches, we talked about how similar and how different those two pictures were, your prediction versus the real life. Now, some students were really excited that they had found so many signs of spring, that they observed plant growth, for instance, from the week before. Other students were quite disappointed that there was so much difference between their predictions and their real life observations. So needless to say, we put the dates at the top of our papers and we will revisit this activity again next week to see how much things have changed. After the activity was finished, we went to visit our sit spots with the simple prompt of when winter is ending and spring is beginning, what do you notice? What changes do you see or feel unfolding at your sit spot? So the learners brought those observational pages to their sit spot and they could either sit silently or flip the paper over and draw on the back side. We stayed at our sit spots for about five minutes before meeting again in a closing circle. I asked the students to think about what do they enjoy most about the winter season? And what are you most looking forward to for springtime?
Now, in my head as an educator, I'm always thinking about formative assessment. So what am I looking for during our nature walk, during our discussions, during the read aloud of the book, Goodbye Winter, Hello Spring? What am I looking for during the activity, during the sit spot, as well as during the closing circle? So I'm looking to see and listening to see if the learners are able to identify and describe the winter and spring season. I'm doing this through taking anecdotal notes on my own clipboard, through taking photographs of their observations, or taking video clips of their conversations between classmates. I hope that gives you a quick glimpse into a simple activity that we've been engaging in to explore seasonal changes from winter to spring. But if you're listening to this podcast episode during a different time of year, I'll give you a few quick ideas of books that you can read and activities you might want to dig into. So for the transition from spring to summer, we often read the book Up in the Garden and Down in the Dirt by Kate Messner. Then we go for a nature walk to observe changes in the color and textures of the leaves. There's often a lot of beautiful spring greens to lighter, more colorful colors of the summertime. Then we might plant seeds or seedlings and in our garden beds or create nature art using loose materials or found materials that we find outdoors such as flower petals or leaves and sticks. Then we would visit our sit spot to reflect on how the landscape has changed and how it's making you feel. Then we would meet in circle to discuss one thing that we're looking forward to in the next few weeks when summer is almost here. For summer to fall transitions, we often read the book, Summer to Fall, What's for Lunch by Lisa Connors. And then we would go for a nature walk to notice changes in temperature in the sunny areas versus the shady areas or the wide open areas versus the smaller, more enclosed spaces that have nooks and crannies. Then we might go for a scavenger hunt to find different types of leaves or seed pods that are around our school grounds. Then we would go visit our sit spot to observe the changing colors of the leaves and what they signify to you. Then we would meet in circle to discuss any changes in wildlife behavior that we have noticed and how that might help us understand how the land and seasons are changing. For the fall to winter seasonal transitions, we often read the book Winter is Coming by Tony Johnson. And then we would go for a nature walk to observe animals preparing for winter hibernation or migration. Then we might go do some activities making natural ornaments using pine cones, berries, and dried leaves. Then we would visit our sit spot to reflect on how these shorter days and longer nights are affecting our mood. Then we would meet in circle to discuss any observations that we noticed of animals preparing for winter and how that may have inspired thoughts of resilience and adaptation. Well, I hope you got some ideas of how to explore and investigate seasonal changes with your learners. If you have any fun suggestions that you'd like to share with us, please don't hesitate to share your photos and stories on social media and tag at teachoutdoors.ca so that we can continue learning from one another. Please remember to share this episode with a colleague or friend that you think might enjoy it. Until next time, stay warm, stay curious, and keep teaching outdoors. As always, I'll end with a song, From the Trees, by Brandon Grant.
start on my part I look around To find a spot that I can call home for a while Walking slowly I feel so calm I find a spot where nature opens up her arms for me to breathe I see the stories I can learn from the trees The feeling, the touch of gentle breeze Knowing the land around me brings me peace Watching sets me free I feel the sunshine kiss my skin I hear all of the birds singing from within I get familiar with my space I now know how every part fits in every place for me to breathe I see the stories I can learn from the trees the feeling the touch of gentle breeze knowing the land around me brings me peace watching the world around me sets me I go to visit in morning, in sunshine and the rain To see what's different and notice The things that stay the same I get to know my teacher The spot that gives me health To get to know the land Is to get to know yourself To I see the stories I can learn from the trees The feeling, the touch of gentle breeze Knowing the land around me brings me peace Watching the world around me sets me free